All right, what's happening, peeps? My sports bet and peeps. How we doing out there? Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the best for player prop parlays. Now, think about that. You could parlay player props together and get the best payouts in the whole industry. Why is that? Because they have fixed payout odds. So it doesn't matter whether these are minus 120, minus 130 on other sports books. You get paid out better, get paid out more with Thrive Fantasy. Check them out online or download the app. Put in promo code SBD. That's SBD for Sports Betting Daily. That's going to get you a deposit match up to $100. Thrive Fantasy promo code SBD. Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are you? How we doing on a Wednesday? Today is the 31st. What's happening out there? August 31st, 2022. Final day of the month. What's happening on this show? On today's programming, we're going to do part two of the uh, two-part episode about why lines are never off too much, right? Something that a lot of people get wrong in sports betting is thinking lines are crazy, thinking there's traps. You know, if you if you're a sports better and you use the word "this game's a trap," uh, that's an indication that you're not a very good sports better, right? There are no such thing as traps. And if you think that there's a trap, the one being trapped is usually you. And if you see us a, a, a line that's minus seven and you think the line should be minus fourteen, it's usually not that wrong. Ask yourself who's who's the who's wrong here? Everyone else who's betting or you, right? That's what today's show or two-part episode is about. The idea of lines never being too wrong. Now, I do want to say this. A little disclaimer. Lasters here. Uh, early in the season, in every sport, lines will be more inaccurate than the end of the season. And that's because sports books and a lot of handicappers use tons of historical data. And in my opinion, there's not enough proactive, predictive handicapping going on. And that's one of my strengths. I'm good at quantifying changes in teams and players and certain things like that. So when the the season hits, I actually usually have an advantage, right? To where most sports bettors or sports books have a lot of their data and their advantage at the end or middle to the end of the season, okay? So I will concede and admit that you will get lines that are more inaccurate early in the season. So when someone says, oh, that line's crazy, at least if they're saying it week zero, week one, that's a little bit more of a leeway for me than saying it at the end of the season. So I will put that disclaimer out there. But having said that, having put that out there, I still believe that if you operate under the idea that lines are wrong, lines are crazy, and if you don't agree with it, a line is just a trap or it's 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 bad, there's no such thing as bad line, okay? You're the one who's gonna be wrong there. So to go into why lines are never too wrong. Today's show is going to be certainly more advanced. As you know, Tuesdays, which we just recorded yesterday's show, uh, Tuesdays are beginner concepts, maybe intermediate concepts, and Wednesdays are advanced concepts. And today, we're certainly going to get advanced, okay? Uh, I like to make this show for everybody, make it consumable for everyone betting sports out there. But what that means, inevitably, is if everyone's going to have a little piece of this show, there's going to be parts that go over some people's heads. So... What I'm going to do to try and make things a little more uh, digestible, I'm going to post a couple pictures, a couple PDFs on my Twitter account or on the show's Twitter account at SBD underscore pod at SBD underscore pod. I'll post some pictures so you can follow along and hopefully they'll help uh, help you understand a little bit more what we're talking about today. But keep in mind, today's show will be more advanced. I'm going to be using a little bit more advanced concepts and 
like I said, I want everyone to have something for this show. And there's a lot of people out there who are mathematicians, who know a lot about this stuff. And I'm going to try and make today's show good for them, but also digestible for the masses. So again, the, the whole idea is why lines are never that far off and why our prediction process should never be so rigid. Um, I actually want to start off. The reason why I, this kind of got brought to my attention is actually two things. One, I do another podcast called called a College Football Tailgate. And last week, my two co-hosts, who would fall into the category of being more public, more square, were all over Hawaii plus eight. Now, it's not the fact that they were all over Hawaii plus eight and it lost. It's the factor. It's the reason that they came to that decision. Okay, it's the it's the idea that they thought the line was so crazy, so far off that it was asinine. That they thought they had a win going into the weekend because this line was so crazy. And it wasn't just them. I've actually been getting a lot of DMs lately. I appreciate you guys reaching out. But I've been getting a lot of DMs lately, questions, handicapping questions, just a whole bunch of different stuff. And an overwhelming, even after last week's show, an overwhelming thing I'm hearing is, hey, uh, why is this line this? This seems crazy. That's probably the, the thing I get the most uh, often. Hey, Tyler, I, I, uh, team A is at team B. This looks off. What's going on with this? And they usually like want an explanation for the, <laughs> you know, for the, for why the line's off. And so this all got me th thinking. This is why I wanted to do today's show. And I've got a clip. I played this on the part one. I'm going to play it again. And this was my co-hosts on a college football tailgate talking about the Hawaii Vanderbilt line last week. I want you to listen to the way they talk about that about that line before it's played and how confident they are that this line is mispriced. I'm I mean, taking wow. Hawaii. They put they open up two and a half point favorites. It's all the way up to eight. I love Hawaii plus eight right here. To me, Hawaii that's all day. That baby. is a, a bit of a trap game. I know that Clark Lee thinks you two that, are just making me want to take it based on YouTube being so excited about this line, dude. It just makes it, me want to naturally. I'm, I'm just saying, like I would have liked Hawaii at two and a half. Yeah, I'm not probably your argument will. Okay, so that clip right there is the essence of today's show, that you should never approach games that way because what we're going to talk about today explains why. It's never that rigid. It's never that, oh, this line is never so far off. I mean, did you hear him at the end say I would have taken it at two and a half, right? I know a lot of you may be going, whoa, that's crazy. That's And I'm not trying to embarrass them. My point isn't to put them on the spot, even though they do a public podcast and say these things. It's to let you all know that a lot of you do that too, and that's going to lose you a ton of money over the long run. So the point of today's show is to show you why that's not the right approach and why that's a... Uh, over time, a losing approach for sports betting. And we're going to talk about this again. It's going to be a little advanced today, but we're going to talk about this in the, in the scope of math. And we're going to talk about standard deviation and variance. Okay. That's what's going to guide us through today's show. Now stick with me, standard deviation and variance. These two things are related. I mean, they're pretty much the same thing. Standard deviation is just the square root of variance, but let's start off with variance. Okay. Variance tells us how spread out the data is. So what I want you to do is uh, go to my uh, Twitter account at SBD underscore POD at SBD underscore pod. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, uh, I don't know, email me Tyler at woosmedia.com, W-O-O-Z-E media.com, and I'll send you one. Uh, but if you go to Twitter, SBD underscore pod and find the uh, photos I uh, posted today, the PDFs, Look at the one, the first one with four graphs labeled A, B, C, and D. Look at graph A. What you'll see is the green line represents uh, high variance, okay? High variance means there's a lot of, uh, of 
expected outcomes that are all over the map. Okay. So this, this means the predictability is a little tougher because there's so many different outcomes. If you look at the blue graph, that is a low variance. Okay. There's not a ton of variance. That means it's not super spread out. The variance tells us how spread out the data is. And that's, that's something you can calculate. Okay. So this doesn't always mean, let's say we have the green graph. Okay. The, the, the green line. In terms of projecting football games and football outcomes, this doesn't mean that we're always going to get, you know, uh, team A could win by 30, team B could win by 30. That's not necessarily what that means. What this means is team A could win by 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, etc. The closer the data is, the variance is lower. The more spread out the data is, the variance is higher, okay? The more close the data is, the variance is lower, aka the blue graph, it's easier to predict. When things get more spread out, it's a little harder to predict. So how do we calculate this? As I said, standard deviation is very, very useful for calculating this. And again, it's just a square root of variance. It's a long, complicated formula. I'm not going to give the entire formula right here. If you want to find it for yourself, there's, there's several outlets online. You can find the the formula for standard deviation and, uh, and uh, variance. Or, I mean, Excel, if you have programming uh, form, uh, programming program, <laughs> programming programs. And that's kind of what they are. Uh, you know, statistics pro uh, programs, or you know how to program computers yourself. This is what you can do easily on the computer, get a large data set and then find the standard deviation and uh, variance very quickly. But that's important to remember is that these are calculated precise numbers. I feel like a lot of people use the words uh, like variance all right, that people say variance all the time, not really understanding what it means, you know? And actually, variance is a specific calculated thing. People do the same thing with correlation. Oh, it's correlated, correlated, correlated. Well, did you know correlation is actually a specific number that you can calculate? So correlation is a, a thing. If, if, if it, it is one, that's a perfect correlation. If it's a negative one, that's a perfect negative correlation. So correlation is on a scale. If, if it's 0.85, that's usually a strong correlation. If it's 0.35, it's not. So we can calculate that. But you'll hear handicappers say, oh, this is correlated, this is correlated. It's like, well, how correlated? So these things, correlation, variance, these all are not, you know, ex explanation terms or ways, you know, they're not hunches, they're not ideas, they're not theories. They're calculated precise numbers that are meant to give us vital information for betting. So let's go back to standard deviation. Standard deviation is important because it tells us how often things will happen or how many times things will happen. Uh, a deviation is simply the difference in two data points. So let's say a receiver has uh, uh, two catches, okay? They have a catch for 30 yards and a catch for 10 yards. The deviation in those two data points would be 20 yards, okay? So that's one deviation. Standard deviations put together all of those and see how far apart they are at the end. So if you have a receiver that has catches for... 10 yards, 30 yards, 50 yards, 90 yards, they're going to have a much higher standard devi deviation than a receiver that has catches for 30 yards, 31 yards, 32 yards, and 33 yards, right? The receiver with catches for 31, 32, 33 yards, and 30 yards, we have a high probability of what he's going to catch next. It's probably going to be in that range. The receiver with 10, 20, 50, 99, it's much more hard to predict what his next catch is going to be because the standard deviation is is way higher than uh, the, the, the receiver with 30, 31, 32, whose standard deviation is lower. So a lower standard deviation, 
similar to lower variance, means easy, easier uh, predictability. And we can reference some graphs again. Let's pull them up. Uh, if we look at graphs C and D, okay, let's go back to those. Standard deviation, what, rep, what is represented in C and D is the lines cut off one standard deviation. So look at the, the very peak of the graph, okay? The very middle line that goes to the peak of the graph. That's the middle of the graph that represents the mean, okay? So on either side of that, either side of the mean or the peak of the graph, the middle of the, that little anthill graph, that little pattern of distribution, we'll see one standard deviation on each side. So on graph C, you'll see one standard deviation, 34.1%, the other standard deviation, 34.1%. So that totals to exactly 68.26%. So what that means is for all of our given outcomes, 68.26, almost 70% of the outcomes will fall within one standard deviation of the mean. 95.44% will fall within two standard deviations and 99.74%, uh, excuse me, 99.74% will fall between three standard deviations. So this is important for several reasons, but essentially standard deviation lets you know how often things will happen. So that's how your confidence level comes up for betting games. Now let's go back to the uh, graph A. The green line is high standard deviation. The blue line is low standard deviation, right? You see that? What that means is blue line easier to predict, green line harder to predict. It's all about the variance and the standard uh, uh, standard deviation. So let's now go to the second picture. Go to the second picture on the uh, posted uh, uh, tweet that I have where there's two graphs, graph A and graph B. Uh, what you'll see here highlighted in kind of in gray is the standard deviation for each graph, okay? A is the blue graph or the blue line and B is representing the green line. And uh, just so you all know, most of the patterns of distribution I get for most games look like the red line. So these are definitely a little drastic, but just for the sake of example. Uh, so reference the picture, look at the top and bottom, okay? The top one, graph A, is low variation, easier to predict. The bottom graph, graph B, high variation. So what we can see here is the difference between one standard deviation in these two graphs. Standard deviations are different. Every game I have, every every instance I, I calculate, everything that I look for has a different specific standard deviation for that data set. So every game we predict and every game we handicap has a different standard deviation. Some games look like A, some games look like B, but that's the difference here. So what this represents, what this means is about 70% of both outcomes on both graphs will take place in the highlighted gray area. On, on uh, graph A, 70% of the outcomes we expect will fall within the gray highlighted area on the graph. On graph B, 70% of the outcomes will fall within that highlighted area, okay? So that that is is huge. I mean, look at the difference between those outcomes. So why does this matter, right? Why is this important? This matters because this is exactly what I've been talking about this last week or so. Don't overreact to one game. Because one game is just a snapshot on this greater pattern of, of distribution, okay? All of these possible outcomes could happen. All of these results could have happened. We only saw one of the results. And that's where people struggle, that very idea. Let's just look at Vandy Hawaii again, last weekend. What do you think the line should be? Okay, most people overreact and say Vanderbilt minus 21, minus 30. Look how they killed them. But my point here is, 
that based on the pattern of distribution, Vanderbilt just had an outlier result. Now, maybe we can disagree on how much of an outlier it was, but go back to the first picture on Twitter and let's look at uh, uh, graph B, okay? We haven't looked at this one yet. Let's look at graph B on the first picture where there's four graphs, okay? Graph B. Look at, look at all the different outcomes we get. Now, our prediction was that the mean happens on the peak of the graph, right? But half the time, it's going to go the other way. Half the time, it's going to go one way. And so look at graph B. You see how the what we expected to happen in terms of the graph and the actual results in terms of the bars, okay, the bar graph, there were some instances where the underdog, you could say, out, uh, outperformed and some instances where the favorite underperformed. So if I saw graph B, I would be inclined to bet on the team on the left-hand side, right? So that's the idea here is... It's not always perfect, right? These these results don't happen exactly all of these percentage of the times. But when we're talking about probability and statistics, it's not our job to predict the future. It's our job to say, how often would these things happen? And that's what a lot of people get wrong. Again, with Vandy Hawaii, people think, oh, we saw Vandy kill him. That's our answer. But there are no answers. If Vandy Hawaii played again and again and again and again and again and again and again, I mean... Look, I've got something that a lot of you may disagree with, but it's mathematically true, if anything factual. Hawaii, if they play, let's say they played 100 times. Hawaii would win five or six of those games, okay? Now, what would happen is, let's say we all agree that the true line, let's say nine was off. Let's say we agree the true line should be 16. What's going to happen is, half the time, in half those games, Vanderbilt's going to win by 16 or more. And in half the games, they're going to win by 16 or less or lose. So most people listening right now, even you know my, my real hardcore sports bettors, when I say, look, if these teams played 100 times, Hawaii would win you know, five or six of them. Most of you are laughing, saying, how are you? Are you crazy? That's, it's not that crazy. It really is not. When you break it down mathematically, you'll see it's actually the way that things should go in terms of predictions. So... You know, let's reference the graphs, okay? Vanderbilt had an outcome on one of the tails. What, they went by like 53 points? So the spread should not be 50 or 40 or 30 or even 20. Let's say we upgrade Vandy 5 and downgrade Hawaii 5, That's a which is a massive upgrade for one week. That moves the line 10 points. That's minus 19, minus 19 and a half. That doesn't even get us 20, okay? So for everyone thinking that that's, that that's asinine and Vanderbilt should be more, I would challenge you to reevaluate, I challenge you to a betting contest is what I do, but reevaluate the way you're looking at these things. It's not a, it's not a profitable winning approach. Now let's look at a couple examples. Okay. We already talked about Vandy Hawaii, but that may be too recent for a lot of you to understand or to really grasp. So let's go look at the Georgia Alabama games last year. Okay. December 4th, SEC championship game, uh, or was it the SEC ship? Whatever it was the first time they played, I believe it was, but either way, Georgia, was minus six against Alabama. Georgia minus six. And everybody in the world, all the squares, running to the window to bet Georgia minus six. Why? They just saw Georgia win, have a dominant season, one of the best defenses ever. Alabama struggled against Auburn, lost against Texas A&M. So people were eager to bet on Georgia, and uh, Bama uh, didn't get a lot of money. What happened? Bama won 41-24, right? A little bit of a little blowout, a little mini blowout. Well, they play again a month later, January 10th, 
and Georgia opens up minus one, closes minus three. What was everyone doing that game? Everyone lining up to bet Alabama. Why? Well, everyone who just lined up to bet Georgia got killed, lost, so they're just naturally going to bet on the other team, right? Oh, the line was off. Uh, Bama must have been, right? This is my whole point with everything. Georgia minus six the first game. If you would have asked the average fan, and I think I asked my my partner on sports or on uh, college football tailgate this exact question, he said, and I I don't want to quote the exact spread, but he said Alabama should be favored, right? And I'm like, wait, you think the line was off at least seven points? Well, they won 41-24. It must have been, right? This is that crazy logic that people bet on. And so what did everyone do? And I don't want to call him out specifically because all of you, I can see the numbers, I can see the data. All of you did the same thing. You were so scorned and so upset you lost on that bet. You bet on Alabama the second game. Why? Well, look, they just won 41-24 as a six-born underdog. Court, they're going to win this one outright. Georgia closes minus three, and they win 33-18. Okay? Now, just to be clear, I, and this is public. This is all out there. This is well-documented. The first game, I was on Alabama. Cashed it. The second game, I was on Georgia. Cashed it. Now, why did I bet Alabama the first game? Because my spread for these teams was Georgia minus four, neutral field. So game one, I have Georgia minus four. The spread is Georgia minus six. I take Alabama. Game two, I have Georgia minus four. The spread at the time of the podcast and when I made my bet was Georgia minus two. So I took Georgia minus two. That's as simple as it is. People go, how did you know? Why did you pick both? How did you know Bama was going to win the first one and Georgia was going to win the second one? I didn't know. I took the slight edge that was presented to me. That's as easy as this all is. My point with this whole podcast, this whole two-part series is the line is never that wrong. And if we had the opportunity of seeing Alabama-Georgia play over and over and over, that would get hammered all into all of your heads. If we saw the opportunity of Vanderbilt playing Hawaii over and over and over, that would get hammered into all your heads. But you, the misconception is, oh, we saw the result. There's our answer. We saw the result. There's the answer. There is no answer. These teams can play over and over and over. We're going to get wildly different results every time. So if you didn't learn on the Alabama-Georgia thing, it's like, you know, if you can't clearly see what's going on here, lines are never that far off. And if you think lines are far off and based on one result, you either think now you're crazy or the market's crazy, that's why you can't get ever too high or too low off, off one result. And as I said before, if these guys, I'm I mean, wow, Hawaii. they put, they open up two and a half point favorites. It's all the way up to eight. I love Hawaii plus eight right here to me. That let's say, let's say based on now what we know. Okay. Now that we're all a little smarter mathematically, and we know that pattern of distribution is a real thing. And Hawaii may win five of those games, like 5% of those games. Okay. What if one of those happens? What if? Hawaii actually won because that's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay. I understand that even though I was leaning Hawaii or leaning Vanderbilt, I understand nothing is out of the, nothing is crazy. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility. So let's say one of those outliers happened and granted it would be a vast outlier, but let's say an outlier happened and Hawaii actually fucking won that game. You know what these guys? I'm I mean, taking wow. Hawaii. They put they open up two and a half point favorites. It's all the way up to eight. I love Hawaii plus eight right here. You know here. what they say yeah. coming in next week to the podcast? I told you so. Right, they're gonna be playing their their music. They're gonna be going, hey, would you see what we had? Hawaii. We told you plus eight was the right side. That's why 
you'd never take one result and say, oh, that's the answer. Okay. Now those same guys, they're probably going to show up pouting this week. They're probably going to come in. I know. Shouldn't have taken Hawaii. Shouldn't have done that. It's not that either. Right now, don't be so confident in the beginning, but it's like, it's like, oh, that was so stupid. We shouldn't. It's never so stupid. Okay. You only think that if you focus on one result and just stick to it, just cling to it. (laughs) If Ryan and Will hear this podcast, they're going to trash me. What the hell are you doing, Tyler? But it's like, hey, you guys said that on a public podcast. It's not my fault. So that's the point, though, with George Alabama, with Hawaii Vanderbilt. It's like you see one result. That's not what happened. That's that's not the spread right there. That's just one result in, in, in a vast array of what we could have expected. Now, even this weekend, coming up, Notre Dame and Ohio State. The spread is currently Ohio State minus 17 and a half. That's a big spread. So what does that mean? Let's reference the pictures. Let's go back to picture. Uh, let's just go back to picture C, okay? What that means is, look at the middle of the graph, the very mean, the very tip top of the graph, that's the mean. That's where 17.5 Ohio State is. On the right side, Ohio State's going to win by by 18 points or more. And even if you look at the very right-hand side, the 0.1, okay, 0.1%, that's Ohio State winning 99 to 0. That is a possibility. If it happens, it could happen. I'm not going to say, whoa, that's proof we're living in a simulation. No, it could happen. But look at the other side of the tail, okay? Now, this side of the tail for the Notre Dame game may be skinnier, but see the 0.01% on the left-hand side? That's Notre Dame winning, you know, probably 44 to to 30, okay? So are those likely? No, there's 0.1% chance likely to happen. But my point is here, everything is a possibility on this pattern of distribution. What's going to happen most often, okay? Most often, Ohio State's going to win in between you know, probably 13 and 20 points or 21 points. That's what's going to happen most often, maybe 70% of the time. But it's not crazy if Ohio State wins by four. It's not crazy if Ohio State wins by 44. It's not crazy if Ohio State wins by 60. It's not crazy if Notre Dame wins. So when you come in here on, you know, the, the week after this game, and if you took Ohio State minus 17 and a half, and they only win by four, you shouldn't say, oh, that was so dumb. The line should the line should have been six. Did you see that? The only one with four line should have been six. No, if it was 17 and a half and they lost by that much, maybe the line should have been 16 or 15 because we only have one answer in the whole scheme of things. So the point of all of this and what I'm trying to get across to the audience here is it's important to know how the prediction process works. This is exactly what I do for every game. This is exactly what sports books do. It's what other professionals do. This is everything. This whole standard deviation, pattern distribution, this is everything for understanding how statistics and predictions and probability works, okay? And once you realize that these spreads aren't so crazy after all, you know, when we handicap, we're predicting the outcome for one game. But we have to understand that crazy things happen within one game. If I played LeBron James, I would lose 999 times out of 1,000. But there is that chance where I can throw up a couple Hail Marys. Those wild three-pointers are going to bank in. It's going to be like, no way, right? Crazy stuff happens with one game. Think about roulette. Over over time, casinos will win a lot of money. But occasionally, someone's going to hit red 23. That doesn't mean red 23 is a good bet now. 
Vanderbilt Hawaii could play over and over and over, and I guarantee Vanderbilt isn't killing them every game. In fact, as I said, Hawaii may even win five or six times out of 100. So I know you think I'm crazy, but that's the exact paradoxical thinking that is holding you back in your sports betting. What we just saw will not keep happening over and over. Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia. And successful sports bettors who predict the unlikely and win, they have the understanding of pattern distribution, variance, and standard deviation to thank for that. And now you do too. You know, it's very important. And that's my point with all this is I know it was a little bit of a deep dive today, but that's the math behind why lines are never so wrong. You get one game, that's not the answer for what the line should have been. All right, that does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.